There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is The World in 10 on Friday the 27th of January. I'm Steve Holden. And I'm Bev Rimmer. On the way, five US police officers are charged with the murder of a black man in Memphis, Tennessee. What happened here does not at all reflect proper policing. And is COVID-19 still a global health emergency? A World Health Organization panel decides. Countries have begun to treat this as an endemic infection, which means that it's an infection which will remain in human populations. We'll begin today in Memphis, Tennessee, where five police officers have been charged with the murder of 29-year-old Tyree Nichols. Justice for Tyree! Justice for Tyree! People gathered to remember the young father, who was black, who died earlier this month, three days after he was arrested during a traffic stop. Officials are expected to release body cam footage of the night he was confronted by the police officers, who were also all black. Lawyers expect the video to show Tyree being pepper sprayed and restrained as he was pulled over near his home. It's alleged he was severely beaten up. David Rausch is director of the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation and has seen the video. In a word, it's absolutely appalling. Let me be clear. What happened here does not at all reflect proper policing. The five men charged with murder have all been fired from the force. Here's the Shelby County District Attorney, Steve Mulroy. While each of the five individuals played a different role in the incident in question, the actions of all of them resulted in the death of Tyree Nichols, and they are all responsible. Relatives of Tyree Nichols say he was beaten for three minutes. It's been compared to the 1991 attack of LA motorist Rodney King, which highlighted police brutality at the time. At a press conference, Tyree's mother, Roe Vaughan Wells, spoke about her son. My son, I know everybody say they, mother say they had a good son, everybody's son is good, but my son, he actually was a good boy. The US President Joe Biden has called for a full investigation and with a tense atmosphere in Memphis, he's urged people to protest peacefully. To the Middle East now and nine Palestinians, including a woman in her 60s, have been killed on the West Bank after gunmen clashed with Israeli commandos. Israel's army has called it the worst escalation of violence for 10 months and claimed that its special forces had been sent into the city of Jenin to arrest members of the armed group Islamic Jihad. Palestinian authorities said that eight martyrs had died alongside the woman. Islamic Jihad and Hamas both confirmed they had taken part in the conflict. C.P. Hortavelli is the Israeli ambassador to the UK and has spoken to Times Radio. 
part of our work is to protect our civilians from terrorism that unfortunately is a very common thing um, in our streets in the last year. In the last year, we lost so many people in terror, terror attacks. There were over 5,000 attempts on Israelis uh, from the Palestinian side. The ambassador defended Israel's military, arguing that the 61-year-old civilian's death would not have been intended. We deliver from airplanes, we deliver warning to the places where uh, Israel is attacking. Um, no army in the world is actually warning civilians in the way Israel is doing. We never target civilians. The Palestinian health minister claimed that occupation forces stormed a hospital in Jenin, firing tear gas at a children's ward. Israel's army has not commented on this allegation, but confirmed that its personnel were active in the city. Meanwhile, people around the world are marking Holocaust Memorial Day to remember the six million Jews murdered during the Second World War. It was on this day in 1945 that Auschwitz in Poland, the largest Nazi death camp, was liberated. This comes as campaigners report an increase in global anti-Semitism, claiming it's been fuelled in part on social media. To combat that, some people are trying to educate and engage younger people in what happened and use new technology to do it. One filmmaker has made a virtual reality film that gives people the chance to visit Auschwitz without travelling to Poland. I feel that now we're in a point that history, that memory is changing to history. And for this, I, I did this thing to, you know, with this technology to put the Holocaust again in the front. Miria Cohen is the co-creator of the film and she invited 95-year-old Holocaust survivor Menachim Haberman to experience it. So he put on the VR headset. He says he feels like he returned to the same period from the start. All the time he saw these things and was reminded of things that to this day he can't forget. How he walked and arrived at Auschwitz and how they made the selection where prisoners were selected to work or sent to the gas chambers and sent his mother and her six children to death. It's a painful memory, but creators say it's needed as Holocaust survivors get ever older and younger generations need to know what happened. The World Health Organization is meeting to decide whether COVID-19 is still a major threat to global health. Leading scientists and WHO advisers have warned that it may be too early to declare the end of the emergency phase of the pandemic. Infection levels have been rising in China since it ended its strict zero-COVID policy that saw total lockdown enforced whenever there was so much as a single case. We're about to mark three years since the illness that spread rapidly across the world and claimed millions of lives was first treated with global urgency. David Heyman, a professor of infectious diseases epidemiology at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine and a former chairman of Public Health England, gave us a brief picture of how the world sees COVID now. Countries have begun to treat this as an endemic infection, which means it's that it's an infection which will remain in human populations, as have four previous coronaviruses. So now we have five human coronaviruses that cause the common cold and in some instances cause very serious illness. The SARS coronavirus 2 that causes COVID-19 is one of those five. He explained what's happening worldwide to stop a mass return of COVID. Now countries are beginning to set up strong surveillance systems, most of them already have a surveillance system or a detection system 
for serious respiratory infections called infectious-like illness surveillance. And they will, instead of just doing it only for influenza, will now do that surveillance for um, COVID-19 as well. That means they'll be genetically sequencing the viruses that are isolated from people with COVID-19. It's time to cross to the sporting world now, where Kane Reeves has all the latest on Formula One and a bit of controversy in tennis. Less than a month to go until the new Formula One season starts and Ferrari have sent a warning to one of their star drivers. Charles Leclerc has been told that he won't start the new campaign as their number one driver. New Ferrari team principal Fred Vasseur has spoken to the media for the first time since his appointment and stated that Leclerc wouldn't be awarded preferential treatment over teammate Carlos Sainz. Ferrari will unveil their new car on February the 14th before the sole pre-season test in Bahrain, which takes place over three days and starts on February the 23rd. And the father of tennis great Novak Djokovic has distanced himself from a pro-Russian activist. A video emerged online of Serjan Djokovic standing with men holding a Russian flag with the face of Vladimir Putin. Mr Djokovic said he had no intention of causing distress and we wish only for peace. Time to get a bit retro now because Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley is one of the defining hits of the 1980s and has been cemented into pop culture. But the British singer is now suing a US rapper for impersonating his voice. Rick allegedly allowed Young Gravy to use the instrumental to his 1987 mega hit on a song called Betty Get Money, but now says he's imitated his voice, something he didn't agree to. Rick's legal team says it amounts to theft of his voice without a license or agreement. In other words, they allowed him to use the instrumental, but just not the voice. And they've made it anyway. Young Gravy's song has millions of views online, but there's no word so far from the US rapper about this. And finally, the girlfriend of Jeff Bezos is psyching up to lead the first ever all-female space crew. Lauren Sanchez, who's no stranger to flying helicopters, will head the latest venture by commercial spaceflight company Blue Origin that was founded by Bezos. The 53-year-old has not revealed who her crewmates will be, but has said they are women who are making a difference in the world, who are impactful and have a message to send. She's also said her billionaire boyfriend will be cheering them on from the sidelines as she's had to hold him back from hopping on board the spacecraft. And on that starry note, that's your World in 10 on Friday the 27th of January. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.